It's wrong. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando-ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. You're goddamn right.
You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Jersey Judah. I'm back. It's a rainy night. <coughs> Man, I am smoking. I'm on break at my yob. It is 8.16 on the dot. And I am back with a Monday, Manosphere Monday edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. All right. I didn't do nothing this whole weekend because I didn't feel like it. But as you guys know, Monday through Friday is grind time. It's not only grind job, it's it's not only grind time at the JOB. But it's also grind time. Absolute grind time on the POD. The POD, the pod. Not not the band POD, which they're not that bad. We got uh <coughs> we got some things to go over. I figure I want to jump on this while it's hot. <laughs> The DJ Academics fiasco on Fresh and Fit. Um, there was Night Talk. Shout out to Night Talk. K N I G H T Talk. Okay. Um, he did a variation of this, which I was going to react to, but I felt it was a little too controversial. Because he, he he throws some jabs. I mean, I don't mind, like, like me personally, like, a lot of guys in this space, they don't look at fresh and fit as those guys in the manosphere. They just don't. You know, I, I give credit where credit is due because they, they're making moves and they started, they started a, um, a format when it comes to recording that is now being used everywhere. I said that before. Now you'll see more of duos, guys sitting at a table or lounging with, you know, three or four women present. They, they've created that format within the manosphere. <clears throat> but we're going to be going over and shout out the Red Pill Lions because we're going to go over two videos from Red Pill Lions. One video is going to be going over um, the Fresh and Fit. DJ Academics Meltdown Fiasco. And the reason why I chose this content creator over um, Night Talk, which I definitely think that you guys should subscribe to Night Talk as well. He's fairly neutral in terms of like... On the title sake of Manosphere and Red Pill, he doesn't subscribe to that. But... He does uh, acknowledge those who have fair talking points. You see what I mean? This guy is more or less red pill, okay? Red pill lines. Red pill, he's going to be reacting as a supporter of Fresh and Fit and as someone who's not 100%, uh, who doesn't know much of DJ academics. But it's a very interesting time that we're at where, you know, I've mentioned this before, just to point out the real DJ academics talked about how, uh, talked about the followers and the supporters 
of the manosphere and the red pill, he's already done that in a negative fashion. While, you know, attacking Rolo Tomasi. Now, here's the problem. You're with a duo of guys who practically look up to Rolo Tomasi. (laughs) But anyway, we're just going to jump right into the fuckery, man. We're going to start this shit off. This is actually a long video. I don't think we're going to go through it entirely. But let's just see. We might just spend the whole episode going through this shit. A fun point. If somebody didn't know who DJ Academics was, what would you show them as a representation of who he is and what he does? I had Professor Griff from Public Enemy on my show a couple of days back. And when we brought up DJ Academics, he asked this question. Who was he for us to be responding to? And I would say the answer is... Big Yak is here now. Oh, yeah. Why nigga fuck this shit up? Yo, nigga gave you a fucking roast, bitch, and you fucked the shit out of you. That's facts. And say somebody. Say somebody. That's why you on camera. Facts. The last 15 minutes of Fresh and Fit last night was disastrous, mostly due to DJ Academics, who looks like he stepped in last minute, very intoxicated, closely accompanied by Sneeko, both with some cringy remarks. Let's go ahead and look at it. Thank you, Mr. Carter. Learned a lot. FNF saving lives. My yep. game up. A lot of Shout truth. To you. Next thing. Uh, Mission says, for the woman that said men have bigger ego, ask yourself this. Why do most women think or say that there are 10 or on the table. Yeah, so Myron swaps out and academic steps in, takes Myron's seat. Like, how bizarre. Like, think about it. So, maybe they haven't listened to DJ Academics' stream where they talk, where he was talking, like, how a lot of guys who follow, and paraphrasing, of course. A lot of guys who follow the manosphere, you know, they don't really have game. They don't have experience with women because they need other people to tell them, et cetera, et cetera. He said this before. While doing work alongside with Fresh and Fit. So just just put two and two together. Think about it. You guys believe in the same stars you believed in when you were 13. At least we had to mature. Holy. Yo, you know, Yo Sneagle. Still nah. kids. I just want to say, man, I, I, I like the fact you, you out here holding people accountable. That's you know what we got to do, man. I was in a podcast with Sneagle. Sneagle is not about letting no type of bullshit slide. You know, of course, we showed up fashionably late, but you know what I mean? He's just trying to make sure everything was on the up and up. So my nigga, Mike Rasheed, Brandon Carter. I've seen you on episode before. That's my guy right there. Y'all been good, though? Oh, y'all women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're really good. Y'all been good, all y'all women. So right here, he's getting ready to go in on all the girls, stepping in late, not knowing what happened before he got there, and with no basis as a reason to go in on them. Because you Asian, so I got a bigger dick than you, man. Yo, shut the fuck up with your masculine ass voice and read the chats, yo. Get the fuck up out of here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, that was you. Wait, what? What it is? Do you think your voice sound a little bit masculine or not? Um, just a strong woman, and that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, you just a strong, like yeah. you sound strong. So you, know, you sound a little bit like Dusty Locaine, though. Like that's like. <laughs> For those that don't listen to hip hop. Dusty Locaine is a hip-hop artist. 
sounds very similar to the late great Pop Smoke. And pretty much they are attacking. I wouldn't say attacking. They they really they roast they're attempting. Let me just say that. <clears throat> they're attempting to roast this bitch. Okay. <clears throat> now this becomes a disaster. For a multitude of reasons. And shout out to Sneeko, but you know, Sneeko fucked up on this one. He fucked up. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I love how she's just like, what the fuck? Because it's a genuine response. Like, what the fuck is going on at this point in the show? Also looks like it's making Mike Rashid kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm speaking another language. Oh, okay. It's now, completely different. I'm only bringing that up because I think on this podcast they expect you know women oh. to be a little bit you know more feminine, be, being their feminine energy type shit. You want to be your feminine energy? You got a shrimp dick act. I think so. No, it's shrimp dicks. I don't be. If you rude, I'll, I'll not be nice to you. No, 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 no. I'll be nice to you. Do you feel like you know? What I mean, you be like in your feminine energy, like you know, you know feminine just, energy. Yes, nurturing, caring. Yeah, of course, for the people that I love and care. Why you grabbing that mic right now? Look like you, like you, you snatch some shit off the. I'm just trying to say. Listen, now, I, 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 okay, okay. So you want like what? What do you? What I just want to know why your voice is that fucking deep. Why? Now your voice is a little deep. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I don't think he was trying to say that. No, it's not. I'm <laughs> smoking. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So what's gonna, gonna make the difference for like never no, no, no. with a with with, the, with deep voices not here? No, no, no. I don't have no problem. You know, I'm not your man and whoever you fucking... That's not me anyway. And nor is it him. Or is it him? We're just asking generally. People are probably concerned in the chatter. Oh, she, has, yeah. she has kids. She has kids. Yeah. Yeah. I never give a fuck about nobody that talk anything about yeah. my voice yeah. or the way I look or anything. Like, I, I literally don't okay. care. Okay. Is it your voice or are you... Uh, are, are you are your actions also kind of match the voice in terms of masculinity? Uh, because I'm alpha? Yeah. Oh, you are alpha. I'm not alpha. Oh, alpha okay. woman. See, at that moment, it seems. Like, with the alpha comment, academics perked up like he might have gotten the bait that he was going for. Because girls claiming they're alpha females is something Myron would ordinarily go in on them for. But he would attack it on a technical basis. Academics is just drunk and being insulting. And it's already very cringy. You could tell that Fresh doesn't quite know where it's going. Like he's looking around, like, "All right, we're gonna let it rock." I think I think he's giving DJ Academics way too much credit. I just think the nigga's drunk. That's really what I think. I mean, I don't. He's never been like a quote unquote red pill manosphere guy. Besides the, besides the affiliation that he has with Fresh and Fit, there's not really much you can really say about DJ Academics besides the fact that he speaks on hip-hop. Now, I've said it before previously that, you know, it's interesting to see at first, let me just say this, at first it was interesting to see DJ Academics in that circle, especially when he's like the exception to the rule in a lot of cases. Like, he's not walking into a room and getting attention off of a woman besides anything, but without anything else, 
then his money and fortune. He's not going to get genuine looks and genuine like attention from women just being who he is without the money. You see what I mean? So he wouldn't understand this shit on terms that. Granted, he grind to get where he was at. But that result, when it comes to to getting women, that's solely based in, in a lot of cases off of what he is rather than who he is. You see what I mean? Like what he possesses rather than who he is as an individual. Okay. Because that's our boy, but we're kind of losing control of the show here. And the panel is just silent. Like there's no laughs. There's there's no laughs in response to anything Sneeko or academics is saying. Okay. I'm dominant. That's what it is. How do you Spanish? You mean like El Alpha? Like like the Let me see something, man. Cause uh, <clears throat> I don't know why this is doing this. Like that I'm. Yeah. She's growing up. I would have made him submit to me and do whatever I wanted. What the Ooh. fuck? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, Fred, she gotta suck her dick. That's what she said. That's first response. Wait, wait, wait. What, yeah. does that mean? what does that mean? What does that mean? You gotta explain to a guy like. I'm married, so like, it's just. The, no, no, the just same. hypothetically. Like, how, okay. how does that mean? I, what what does that All right. Keep in mind, she is married. <clears throat> she's married. Now, who she's married to doesn't matter. Just know that she's married going forward. What's he doing to exactly. her? What I do on husband? Yeah. How does he submit to you? How? Kissing my fit. Taking you fuck him? Me? Do you fuck your husband? <laughs> no. Are <laughs> you crazy? No, no, that's a good question. Because like, got submit's not bad. Okay. It's, a, it's a man be willing to do anything for you. Oh, word. Yeah. Are you close to your father? Not really. Does he even return your call? <laughs> oh, that's what it submit. Okay, so so you so have a, you would have a nigga like fresh sucking your toes. Yes. That's 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 sexy for women. Oh, you my dog. We like what? it. Or, or it's my. We, we're not saying. Can we go to the chats, man. I haven't enough of this, oh. man. <laughs> Because what? Oh, you're fresh out of that Why? Like, Sneeko says calling the shots. Like, let's go to the chats off. now. Uh, uh, I don't keep it 100. Like, if, if, yo, listen, I'm, I'm on that finesse two times type of time and where. You never had different types of sex. No, I don't fuck with no chick who sound like a nigga. That's just 100. <laughs> I'm just keeping 100 with you. <laughs> no, wait. These are just personal insults. <laughs> you don't have to, because I'm not asking you to. No, 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 no. Hold on. I don't, don't have this respect, and I'm come correct. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not trying to disrespect yeah. you. I'm, I'm asking how. Now she, within this interaction, realize that she is married. Okay. Now I made this point for a reason. She's married. She's actually not going along with the narrative of getting upset, getting mad being angry. She remains calm the entire time. I like the way that <laughs> I like the way that Night Talk brings it up. Like, she remains stoic. Like, this bitch was stoic the entire time dealing with this guy, DJ Academics. Now, 
she's going to say something that will trigger DJ Academics. And you will notice the tone and you will notice the difference. You will notice how this nigga begins to escalate and just becomes completely unentertaining. Well, it's entertaining. Don't get me wrong, but for all the wrong reasons. And it doesn't make him look like a genuine guy. It just makes him a guy who went from rags to riches. Now he has money and money is everything to a lot of niggas. I mean, money's a lot. Don't get it fucked up. But money shouldn't necessarily change you. I know that sounds cliche, but I'm sure some people, a good portion of people understand what I mean by that. You and your situations get down or people like you. How people people like me? Uh, Because of of my personality and who I am, not because of how it sounds. That's what it's supposed to be. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to move on now. Fresh is trying to regain control of the show. And you know what's unfortunate is this is actually the first thing I've ever seen of Sneeko. I kept hearing his name. I heard he's from around here. But I never really sat down and watched him or listened to what he had to say. So it kind of just goes to show first impressions can be a bitch. Maybe this is also other people's first time seeing Sneeko. And, you know, maybe he's got some credibility in the things that he says for all I know. But if this was your first impression seeing Sneeko, it's a it's a horrible look because the insult attacks on the girl, they're not hitting. Nobody's laughing. It's not funny. And it's not not funny because it's insulting. Sometimes things aren't referred to as that's not funny because it's too mean to be funny, but because like there's actually no punchline. You want Like I said, man, shout out to Sneeko, but I think with, with somebody like Sneeko who's young, <clears throat> I mean, he's got a lot of what people would consider to be influencers out there. You know, Fresh and Fit can be considered a group of uh, of influencers. Regardless of how anybody may feel about them, it's, it's the people and it's the audience that they're reaching. Now, <clears throat> with that being said, Sneeko's young, so he's also he's also mingling with uh, Andrew Tate, Tristan Tate, the Tate brothers and shit. So he's in those circles, but he has to he has to realize that he's not on his platform. See, that's DJ Academics make made this same mistake. See, I, I listened to the DJ Academics when he was doing a lot of Twitch streaming and shit. Because he, he had a lot of, you know, he was he, he's very entertaining. He's still entertaining in my opinion. But once you dive into this uh, Manosphere shit, the shit that you talked bad about not more than a year ago, you in a different you in a different territory. <clears throat> so you're gonna have a lot of guys. <clears throat> a lot of guys who wanna say, you know, ill shit. But hey, it is what it is. I think with somebody like Sneeko, he has to he has to sort of start his own thing. He needs to start his own platform and get Myron and CEO on his platform and get other people, get DJ Academics on his platform. So he can go and do all the out-of-pocket shit and shit that he finds entertaining. When you do that shit on somebody else's platform, it's not a good look. And Ag, and Ag 
you can't really be mad at act because CEO let this nigga in. Myron let the, let this nigga in. Apparently they're cool. But after the situation that occurs, uh, DJ academics is not sure if, uh, CEO fresh is being sincere because of the speculation and all the shit that happened with him and his girl after the show. And the fact that CEO was filming it, it's crazy. First one was you. That's really not manly here, baby. Talk to him, sis. Sis, talk to him. Sis, sis, talk to that nigga. Go, queen. That's all I gotta say. Go on, sis. Don't let that nigga do that. Check that fuck nigga, okay? And Chris is here. says, AK, question for you. Can we get Andy Tate talk to you part two real soon? Yeah! I'll probably take my own pillow and so all fucking on the Bucharest, nigga. You should, bro. You should. Nigga, Tony Bauer says, you lost. And Xmar says, best FNM show ever. AK, Mike Rasheed, Brandon Carter, Seiko, thank you. And by the way, can I give a shout out to my nigga, Mike Rasheed? Yeah, that's a fact, bro. We've done another show together. I think I came also fashionably late. But, you know, Mike Rasheed always holding it down. Yo, y'all FNF, you know, fam, y'all gotta... Like if I appreciate people like me and Sneagle, y'all appreciate the fans. Mike Rashid taught me how to box way back in the day in high school. I was jabbing in my room like that, like twisting my hand, uh, watching Mike Rashid videos, and now I'm here sitting next to him. It's really crazy. And, 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 and also, you know what I mean? Once that nigga put me on, on a diet plan, I really turned to the six pack and turned to the Hulk. Y'all niggas want to shoot that man right there. Wait, are you going down, man? Because I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going no, no, right now. Hold on. Yo, alright, we got you. not on nothing, nigga. You on the phone. That boy told my mushy mushy and taco taco. Like, get the fuck with that nigga. Once, once, once I lock in with my nigga, Mike Rashid, it's like I'm going to move into his spot or we got to move to mine. We need a date, though. We need a date. When? Oh, shit. We just got to figure out. Nah, nigga. You don't hear excuses. We need it today. Let's set it. Let's set it. Let's set it. Let's set it. You know, all these business questions. Can we talk to the ladies? I want to know. What are these beautiful ladies here? What would you rate yourself on a scale of one to ten? I want to hear what she got to say. I love the lashes. I don't know why Myron stepped out, but it's also cringy when Sneeko tries to like regain control of the show as if he's the host and he asks a generic question has been asked in Red Pill content a bazillion times already. I mean, <laughs> you got to point out some of the hypocrisies. What do Myron and CEO Fresh ask these women every time they're on the show? Would that not be considered the same thing? You got to look at things in a more realistic perspective. See, this is my problem when niggas get into this these echo chambers of certain content creators and they like ride for these niggas as if they're doing anything, as if they're paying your bills. Like, that's it. But, but hey, it is what it is. I'm just pointing out the, the facts. Like, they ask these women all the time, rate yourself. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, let's get back into it. She said 10? No, no, no. no, 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 no. Okay, okay. All right. They are all, they are all perfect 10s. So we need a different question if you're going to do that. Thanks. Fresh? Oh, Mike James says, Free Sneakle, Vice Patreon, and Creativity Kid. Ever since you met Tate, you've had an extra step of pepper your step. Is that true? Talk G. 
I've got a Bugatti. I've got all these supercars. I've got all these girls. Why would you talk to me in that manner? There's pop smoke sitting to the left of me saying I have a shrimp dick. I'm not going to tolerate no disrespect. She's being racist. God, come back. That was a good Andrew Tate impression. <laughs> that was really good, bro. Talk to you. Yeah, bro. 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 Yeah, one left as well. Yo, was she pregnant? Who else left? Oh, yeah. 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 She said it won't go away. She was just fat. But she was She was just fat. She She was just fat. She was just fat. She was I don't know. Six. Wait, six kids. Yeah, bro. Six, yeah. six kids. She was like 18. Well, she was 30. No, no, she was 30. It's like there's not even a show going on right now. Legit. Between the dead air, the jokes that aren't hitting, like it's the, the flow dropped. It's awkward now. I see a name. And this is what happens. See, and really what this shows is Myron, Myron carries the whole fresh and fit thing. Like, let's just be real. Especially like the presentation. Fresh and fit would almost be what I would consider like the black representation of um, Opie and Anthony for a lot of motherfuckers who understand radio and no radio and no, um, you know, Opie and Anthony. Right. Myron is essentially the Anthony Cumia of that duo. Right. So he's the one who, who keeps the show together. And it's not to say that CEO Fresh is useless. Because he's not, you know. What I mean, I'm sure he has a lot of other things behind the scenes that he does to incorporate to the product. It's just the show and the format is almost carried by Myron Gaines. And look, Red Pill Lines is absolutely correct. The fucking the plat the whole format is just completely here, there, everywhere. It's like a motherfucker who's just listening to the clip. They're not going to know what the fuck all this shit means. Added on her. It was just academics and Sneeko running their mouths and nobody else really knowing what to do. So a name tied on you makes you ghetto? Yeah, it does. Uh, Toxic. I want to ask, especially uh, Shrimp Dick over here, does size matter? Of course. I forget. I think Sneeko's like my my younger brother's age. And it shows. I want to ask Shrimp Dick over here. That's like my least favorite thing about male youth is thinking shit like that is funny. I give him the benefit. Kind of go down. Damn. Shots fired, dude. The doubt that he's drunk, but like pure insult jokes that don't have a punchline are cringe. <laughs> he is fuck. And usually when you're growing up, you know, when you're 15, 16, your boys make jokes like that. No punchline. Just like, fuck you, shithead, <laughs> bitch. And it usually takes saying that to somebody outside your friend circle who's a little older and getting punched in the fucking head. Mission failed. 
that uh, <laughs> reminds you only 16-year-olds think that shit is funny. Ten go down. Damn, man. Shit. I'm not saying Sneeko should be punched in the head. I'm just saying Damn. that uh, it's usually what it takes to break out of that kind of humor. It's almost like there's already been too much disrespect that left uh, Rashid and the other guest and everybody else kind of dumbfounded. It's like there was already too much of that going on for Sneeko to be able to bring some regular conversation back. I think that's what's responsible for the awkward flow of these last few minutes of the show. No well, answer. how you please girls like that? Like you, okay. you just you're not answering the question. You, what's your ideal in. size over here? Five six. What? No, 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 no. This is weird. Five six. Big size. Big size. I'm answering the big size. Five or six inches. Yeah, but even if you have a little date, if you had to work, like work that is gonna so female would be good with it. You just gotta know how like. Work that thing. Okay. You just gotta work do that come too fast. <laughs> Stop the cap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, if you if you come too fast, that dumb woman first way like if you have a okay dick and you still can't fuck. Yo, I ain't trying to get too TMI. When you fucking a nigga sucking his dick, real rap, is your voice that fucking deep, or at least you got like the we're fucking voice? Why you want me to make a little bit of noise? No, like, I'm not. I'm just saying. Fuck if it. I heard pop smoke talking from heaven while I'm stroking, I'm <laughs> More hip hop references, but like I said, this is a this is a clear example, not just on Sneeko's behalf. Because when Sneeko has his own platform, he be saying some funny-ass shit. So I fuck with Sneeko. I really do. It's just, that's not... He's not on his platform. It's DJ Academics. The same thing. DJ Academics, back in the stream days, you know, back in the Twitch days, when he had Selena Powell on there violating her, that shit was funny. It was entertaining. But how things change today, you can't get away with that shit. And see how he's about to go in, it's it's inexcusable in a lot of ways. He can blame it on alcohol, but man, this this is some on this is on some other shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> what do you have to lose some weight until you can see your dick, nigga? Oh, triggered. Oh. Triggered. Triggered. Okay. This is this is where things are about to get. This is where things is about to get a bit wacky. All right. This is where shit is about to get a little wacky. <laughs> Yo, he deserved it. I don't know if in his drunk mind he thinks he's doing what Myron does, but this is the point I'm going to get to when we wrap up watching this. This really goes to show that there is a, a skill to what Myron does, to what they do on Fresh and Fit that separates their conversation from the straight ignorance that most women think it is, from the straight insulting nature that women think it is. But it really just is pure debate. This is clownish shit. This is different. And now Axe mad. Now he's going to get even more ignorant. <laughs> so you're saying that if I lose some weight and I become your broke-ass, bitch-ass boyfriend. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And I 
I started fucking with a masculine bitch like you mm. with fake titties, mm. right? With a fucking tattoo on your face. Yeah, nigga. Masculine as shit. Yes. As you can see, Sneeko's loving it too. Like, he thinks this girl deserves it. She don't. She don't. She sat there, took it on the chin, getting straight disrespected out of the blue from last minute academics who walks in drunk with straight insults, no substance, <laughs> no debate in the conversation, no punchline, just straight insulting her. She takes it on the chin for the most part. She finally throws a bit of a witty insult back at him that actually had a punchline. And now because Axe drunk, he's just going to get even more disrespectful than he already was. How are you going to be sounding? How am I going to be sounding? Yeah, what the fuck? Or it's it's different, like you know what I'm saying? Everybody bitches like fat niggas like you, so what's the problem? This is a rich nigga like me. I bet your boyfriend ever slightly. It was the matter. I bet your boyfriend ever slightly. But he can't fucking get anything you want. So But I bet you live in a fucking section eight housing and I live in a fucking mansion with still you still If you wasn't unhappy, wasn't be, being being aggressive oh, in the room. You're not happy, baby. Like you got, you got to stop like be acting like weird. No, 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 you're no, just no, no, not no, happy. No, no, it's I'm, not my problem if you weren't happy. Like I'm very happy with my life. Why is it more happy? Because I don't know. Like no, being no, weird. No, 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 no. I'm asking you a question. You sound like. Hold on, hold on. Relax, relax, Shirley. Your man is here. And he couldn't, he couldn't afford to get in this building, okay? Let me tell you this. Oh I'm asking you, who said this is like... It's mad disrespectful, boy, you, bro. You it's just a fucking Now, he didn't... He, he spoke over him. Now, I picked this shit up on the earlier listen. Because I listened to this shit numerous times. I'm not going to lie. This version and a couple of other variations. Because I didn't listen to the whole episode. Alright. One bitch that tried to speak up, he said he pretty much told her to stay in her place because his homeboy ended up fucking her not too long ago. Time go down. So I just wanted to point that out. Actually, the reason this makes Fresh and Fit look bad is one girl's getting up and leaving, and we usually only see girls Frank cancel themselves out of their own ignorance. This time, it's actually warranted. It's not something a show like this needs. The girls usually walk out of fresh and fit if Myron don't kick them out himself because they can't face their own ignorance that they were out debated and they, you know, throw a ten- temper tantrum and, and get mad. And, and that's funny because it's funny watching somebody not be able to debate their own points and not own up to their own shit. And they got to leave because they're embarrassed. They lost a a somewhat more formal debate. I know it don't usually sound like it to people, but here's a non-formal debate. Well, actually, this isn't a debate at all. This is just a drunk DJ academics being nasty. Facts, nigga. You're not, nigga. Let somebody say something. I'm talking facts, nigga. I'm happy, nigga. You want to Nigga, my boy fucks with the Airbnb that I rented, nigga. That I paid, nigga. That I paid the whole money. Don't come over here. <laugh
pay attention to detail. Now, for some reason, all these other guys, and I'm not taking shots, but all these other guys that I heard react to this shit, they're not listening to the details and pointing it out. Okay? So he had the B&B, you know what I mean? And his name had the had his homeboy stunting, fuck the bitch, in the room off of his money. So this is what he's pointing out. Get that bitch a clip. <laughs> Get that bitch a roach clip. Gave her a pipe and a good night. That's terrible, man. Now he's actually angry, yelling, slamming shit. So we can say now ceo fresh is about to end the shit because he's already saying that you know this is this is this has reached its point to where things are getting a little too personal it's not necessarily the voice, but it's, it's actually what he is saying, right? He's literally exposing this bitch in front of the world, right? He is exposing this bitch in front of the world. CEO Fresh trying to end this shit. Like, all right, we're about to end it. DJ Academic said, hold up. No, nah, we're not ending this shit. Keep in mind, <laughs> he didn't hijack the show. Because he literally took see he took Myron Gaines um spot. Uh, that's obviously a um, a decision that they both agreed upon, and this is the result. He says to this man on his own show, "Hold exactly. up, we're not done." Yeah. Ooh, Fresh is the host. I don't know where the fuck Myron went, but it's Fresh and Fit. So the only host there right now is Fresh. He's like, "Hold up, we're not done." He's trying to slow down his antics. You saw you on the show? Learn from big actors. Yeah, I, I can see your pubes through your panties right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like the light sure. on. I don't know how you fit on a plane with uh, that Another terrible rose. Put it to the mic, but that I have no punchline. It's not good, man. Dude, like, I can see your whole These are like 15 little insults. Like, you know, this is Don't come over here talking all that bullshit. Y'all collide with Myron. This big act in the building, nigga. 
I never heard about you, I'm sorry. Bitch, we never heard about you. Yeah. You a masculine looking bitch with a face tattoo, nigga, and some fake titties, my nigga. We think you a nigga. They keep around with me a DNA yeah, no, test, bitch. Oh, no real shit. What's going on right now? What is niggas doing right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so, going on? So, why is that? Why don't you make a community to cancel this nigga? Why is that? Now, now the guy, I think Mike Rashida. He's defending the woman now, which which I believe is necessary at this point. I mean, fuck. <laughs> like this this is becoming this is a train wreck. But I mean, it's bringing people to the channel, I guess. You see what I mean? Like and I don't want to say that Fresh and Fit is all about drama, but this is one of their key points and one of their key um pillars of success is fuckery and drama. You know what I mean? Bitches getting kicked out. DJ Academics getting out of pocket. Only person I really feel that was out of... He was sort of out of his environment was Sneeko. I think Sneeko just needs to spend time and really build up his platform and get motherfuckers to his shit so he can be out of pocket and act however the fuck he wants to act. But, um... Or fresh and fit, it's it's just not a it's not a good fit. You know what I mean? I must say, it's just not a good fit with him, especially him in academics. I mean, I I don't I don't know, man. This shit is all bizarre, if you ask me. Oh, Rashid got his headphones off. He's like, I'm done. He's like, I'm stepping out. I'm a grown man. I should turn into the children's table. I think you're a girl. I said I'm wrong with it. I just said I think you're a nigga. The company you keep, man, clout is not everything. Hey, and listen, on this channel, I said that I, I you know, I would never badmouth people or, or go at them, but this is a really good example that shows what treating women poorly and being nasty to them and saying foul shit to them really looks like it just kind of goes to show that's why I wanted to watch this on camera and, and to give you an example of what women think fresh and fit is like how they perceive it because they can't handle the truth they can't handle the intellectual debate they'll perceive it as these guys hate women if you critique women that is to hate women that makes you a hater so that makes you a misogynist but when real foul mouth drunks get on the platform and talk like that, it goes to show you Myron really has a knack for what he does for owning the women in the debates. That's not a crime. I know it upsets the women. It gets them in their feelings because they're upset. They lost the debate, but that's just being like a sore loser. That is being foul and hurling unwarranted insults towards women for no reason. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm like, oh my God, I'm outraged by it or anything, but now do y'all see there's a little bit of a formula to fresh and fit into some of this content that 
is respectful and is about the debate. And when people get mad or when women get mad, it's because they can't handle the truth, not because some foul shit was actually said, because now you've seen what some foul shit looks like. And uh, DJ Academics and Sneeko just ruined that podcast. And for a podcast. Now, <clears throat> this is why I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Um, controversy and, and still, like, arguments and shit, whether it's the Tommy Sotomayor situation. Um, I can bring up a couple of other situations. You know, uh, women getting kicked out. That's what keeps the audience there. So this didn't really ruin the show in terms of, like, people watching. It ruined the format. It ruined the format. You know, DJ Academics said on multiple occasions that the manosphere, he doesn't really look at the manosphere as anything when it comes to the people who who follow it and all this other shit. Now he's on the platform. See what I'm saying? So it's it's very interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. It's very interesting. Maybe Rolo to maybe Rolo Tomasi was correct. Maybe. But we're at the end of that. We're at 9 o'clock right now, which is, what, 45? No, 49 minutes in. Just shy under an hour. We got some more to go over. Um, Same content creator, uh, Red Pill Lions. This is why women hate accountability. Cast it all. You can see how these women are stagnant and they're not growing because they're not held accountable and they, and they avoid the responsibility and all they have is other people telling you, yes, yes, yes. If all I ever had in my life was people telling me, yes, you're doing great, go ahead, okay, slay, da 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 I wouldn't know where to begin if I wasn't where I wanted to be. I had a serious red pill realization. It took forever for this to click for me. When men make stupid decisions, the world is hard on us, and that's how we learn and grow. When women make stupid decisions, nobody's hard on them, and they're told that their stupid decision-making is okay because you didn't know any better. You went with what felt right at the time, and it had a bad result, but we all get bad results sometimes. See, as men, we grow and we learn from making mistakes mistakes, being judged harshly for it, facing tough love from other men who check us when we're out of line, whether that's your boys, your father, your uncle, and they're going to embarrass you and they're going to judge you and they're going to make you feel like shit at times. But that's the tough love necessary for growth. What clicked for me finally is that when women get that same dose of tough love at times, people clearly calling out bullshit, reckless, irresponsible behavior when they see it, they can't take it any other way than you must hate women and women band together and rush to each other's aid anytime they're judged for clear improper irresponsible decision making and collectively view any man that criticizes that decision making as women haters but the reason it comes down to that is because everybody feels a sense of shame when someone holds them to their own accountability. Everybody does. As a man, I've felt that. When my dad checked me on my bullshit, when my brothers checked me on my bullshit, we have a younger brother now. If we check him on his bullshit because we want to see him do better and we want him to learn from his mistakes, his first instinct is to think like, my older brothers hate me, my dad hates me, my uncles hate me. So that's normal, but that's how this all got misconstrued. Anyone who calls you on your bullshit with tough love because they want to see you do better in life is a hater to you. So same shit. If you say a woman should be held accountable for her mistakes, just like a man, a woman's going to feel the same exact way and go hate, hater, 
they hate women. So you have the perspective of the younger brother and the perspective of these women and like collectively other women don't hold other women accountable. It makes me think about how as men growing up, even though it's hard, I wouldn't want to live in a life that doesn't hold you accountable. And it kind of, I mean, it, like you gotta, men got to use that to an advantage um, for themselves, not oh, an advantage over anyone else. But like you can see how these women are stagnant and they're not growing because they're not held accountable and they, and they avoid the responsibility. And all they have is other people telling you, yes, yes, yes. If all I ever had in my life was people telling me, yes, you're doing great. Go ahead. Okay. Slay. Da, 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 da. I wouldn't know where to begin if I wasn't where I wanted to be. I wouldn't know. Pay attention, man. Pay attention. Entitlement, vanity, and expectations. And the the lack of accountability. What do I talk about here a lot? Bitches don't have to really be accountable for, for what they do. Even even when it comes like like, you know, equality, the whole bullshit with these women, it's it's just not they don't really want that. They want it they want that equality that is more towards their end of the spectrum. But then in all actuality, it's a form of dominance that they want. But they just if they make a mistake, they can just blame men. Well, we had to do all of these things in order to become, you know, uh, this and that strong and independent and really they become weak-minded and problematic at best where to start so like having that accountability and having that constructive criticism be looked at as when you're younger it sucks but one day it clicks but when you're a man like near our age like to have that input on your life and on your decisions and to have like something to bounce off of it helps so it kind of sucks as a woman to be in in a community where you're not only not held accountable, but you're just kind of like force fed into this mindset of like, I'm not doing everything wrong and I'm going to um, I'm going to delegate all my problems and everything that's an issue on another reason and not help myself responsible. And then they, you don't have any room to grow or any assistance to grow. You have to figure that all out as yourself as a woman. Yeah. Thinking that a grown adult should take accountability for their actions and realize when they fucked up so that they can learn a lesson from it and grow has nothing to do with misogyny. It is natural to resist people that judge your actions and people that call you on your bullshit, even people that mean well, which is tough love. Just like a young male, like a troubled 17-year-old boy is going to think anybody giving him constructive criticism and tough love is a hater. But the difference... See, this is what I also bring up, where a man's criticism for a woman would usually be constructive. It, it would be fair to say that women today's criticism upon men will be more uh, destructive, okay? Destructive. They want to they they break you down with their words while a man who, who critiques a woman wants to build her up. It's two very different things. I think women really never have to take accountability if they don't want to if there's too many women in their circle telling them that their poor decision making was was acceptable because you didn't know any better so like a clear example is a couple of years back i had a girlfriend this girl stalked this girl stalked me broke in the house marked up my car yeah yeah she she drew on my car she would (laughs) 
sickening. I would fire in the middle of the night and be like, fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> and we were like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, there was a lot of crazy antics that went on. We were fighting yeah. in front of the house, like waking the whole neighborhood up. And Mission Sickening, bro. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. Sickening. So as a dude, I already know not to even try this bullshit with the family when the family's like, what the fuck, which my brothers were breaking my balls. My dad was breaking my balls. My boys were breaking my balls. What are you doing? Why would you pick a girl like this? I already know to say, well, let me start off by saying this was my fault. I'm an idiot. I met her at the club. I knew she was trash. I chose her because she was hot and the sex was fantastic. And now I am reaping the benefits of those decisions. Mm -hmm. Whereas a girl finds some dude who is clearly a fucking loser who destroys her life, maybe destroys her finances, maybe puts hands on her. If she has a kid, it's even worse because now you're bringing a, a kid in danger with a situation like that. And I don't think they're on the reverse end are enough moms, sisters, female friends that are like, you're a fucking idiot. It was clear as day. This is not the man that you pick. Selling heroin. And she's like, well, you know, yeah, there's too many women yeah. that rush to that woman's aid and say, and I've heard this expression a lot. You were wearing rose colored glasses. You didn't know any better. You did what felt right at the time. And this is the result. And sometimes you get a bad result, but you keep trying. And then generally what happens is since a woman didn't have to meet any kind of shame, criticism, judgment from people in her circle. And I mean shame, criticism, and judgment from people you love who want you to learn a lesson from this. Like I did. I'll never fucking pick a chick like that again because I like my car. I like this car. The last car is fucking gone. It's fucked up because of decisions I made picking the wrong girl. So that on top of the family breaking my balls, I'd like you just know. It's like, you know when you fucked up. It's reinforced to you. But since it's not reinforced to girls, they're told, hey, it's okay. You tried. Try again next time. I, that doesn't help in aiding a situation where they think, okay, I'm going to keep picking fucked up dude after fucked up dude after fucked up dude. You've got to learn. So you hold the, the accountability. You take the, for lack of a better term, the failure of your decision because you learn more from failure than anything. And you apply that to shit moving forward. When you don't view something as a failure or something that you could have done better. They just move forward with, okay, well, let me just try this and do this and do this and do this. And it just keeps happening to me rather than I keep making these poor decisions. They don't even have accountability with themselves where you going forward, you realize with this one chick you were fucking with, I fucked up my decision-making. So holding accountability with myself, I'm going to use this information in hindsight and make better informed decisions moving forward. Can I tell a story real quick? Go so I was playing high school hockey. Everyone knows I'm big into hockey. And um, it's kind of where I learned accountability. So um, playing high school hockey, we were playing in Darien. It's like one of the best schools in the, in the state. And um, they're a really good team. And I dressed, I'm fully dressed. I'm on the bench. I didn't play like one minute the entire game. I'm really pissed off. I go home. I'm all pissed. And in my emotions, I'm like, dude, fuck this coach. Fuck this team, whatever. I don't even give a fuck. I don't even want to play. Da, 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 da. And then it, it kind of dawned on me, like, you can either do one of two things. And I guess this is where like kind of the logic comes in. You can either sit and wallow in it and be mad about everybody else except for you. Or you can look at why didn't I play? 
what's something I can do to make this different? I'm like, like what, basically the, the, the realization I had is why didn't I play? Probably because I'm not working hard enough. So what I did was I went to practice the next practice and I was like, I'm going to work harder than anybody in this fucking rink. I'm going to work my ass off. So I went in, worked my ass off. I'm fucking dipping and diving through everyone. I did really well. And the coach comes up to me after and he's like, yo, you didn't even play last game. Why, like, why are you like working so hard? Or like, why'd you just, I don't know. Why'd you do so well at practice today? And I told him basically the same story. I just told you guys the realization I had. And he was like, no shit. He's like, would you mind if I tell the team that? He literally went in the locker room and told the team the whole story. And next game I played and I did well. And it was just holding myself accountable instead of blaming it on other people. Whereas if you're a, a girl on a sports team, your whole team might be like, well, whatever. The coach is an asshole. You don't got to listen to him. Don't worry about it. Just do you slay. Like you got to <laughs> slay. Gotta work. And when shit doesn't go your way and you don't hold yourself accountable and you just want to blame it on everyone else, you do not grow at all. Unfortunately. And, and see, this is something that, of course, <clears throat> a, a, a vast majority of women will not understand this. Something that is it's foreign to them. What do I talk about? How a man's adversities would come earlier on in his life. Woman's adversities don't really come. I mean, am I saying that? I guess this is just generalizing, I guess, if you will. But... For a lot of women, like their adversities when it comes to like rejection and, you know, dealing with with like heartache, like genuine heartache and actually taking time to reflect. And if they did anything wrong for them, unfortunately, that comes later on. You know, what I'm saying that realization comes at an older point in their lives. Guys, I mean, rejection is just a part of the game. Taking an L is just a part of the game. You know what I mean? Guys already know um, in all actuality to not have too much expectations, especially for the modern woman today. But women, modern women can have, you know, endless expectations for men who are out there. It is a gentle dance because, you know, I try to be the best older brother that I could be to Mark. And I've tried to be the best older cousin I can be to our younger cousins. And I often seek advice on the best ways to handle that, which is why I could never be a father because I feel like I've already been one. But unfortunately, it is a little bit of a gentle dance because sometimes if you're too hard, it it doesn't sink in and you're only forever the hater. So you try to do this like gentle dance of like, I don't hate you, but I want to see you grow. But in order to see you grow, there needs to be some pressure applied. If you don't accept accountability for your shit, if you don't learn your lesson, sometimes if I don't let you crash, you'll never learn. And BOA has got a great um, idea about this. He says like, when you love somebody, you got to let them crash to learn from their mistakes. Just don't let them crash and burn. Yeah. That's a good one because it's not saying fuck you all together. It's saying, I got to let you do you and fuck up on your own so you can learn from it. I'm not going to fully let you crash and burn. I'm not going to let you wind up fucking on the street living under a fucking bridge, but I'm going to let you make your own decisions and face the result of those See, and that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, that's tough love. In, in terms of, you know, everybody can come with this message and try to remind men of what's really going on. It's just a lot of guys, they're going to have to experience the adversities. They're going to have to experience the heartbreak. They're going to have to experience the infidelity firsthand. To truly understand, some guys may have to get divorced. 
Some guys may have to be put on child support for making irrational decisions to sleep with a lot of these women to begin with. But that is something that you have to be accountable for. You can't put you can't play the blame game. Because like I said, niggas fuck up just as much as, as a lot of women fuck up today. You know what I mean? Like, I say niggas universally, men in general, we fuck up. And it's the it's the dysfunction behind just the image of sexuality. With the simps, they're the ones who give these women, you know, um, OnlyFans money monthly. These are the guys who are late paying their bills because they're trying to give a bitch money, trying to give the bitch the last of their rent money. Your rent's due, motherfucker! Just as bad as women. Some cases worse. See what I mean? Because without those guys, those women wouldn't be nothing. You see what I'm saying? Like, and that's in the term of the image that they project. Like, Bitches who get 15000 on OnlyFans, they don't have to do nothing. So, yeah, they make more money than the average guy who's working hard. That's just how it is. But their value only comes from the fact that guys want to fuck them. That's their value. And they, deep down inside, they hate that. Because they let the wrong guy or the wrong guys in and out of her life in and out of her box and she's left with nothing and for her that's that accountability like I said comes later on for a lot of women and by the time they understand it it's it's not going to be useful for them to find a partner uh, or face the consequences of those decisions but it's just so goddamn different for women because I know that in many cases and like we both dated girls like this where uh you know, like the the issues she has when she goes back to her sisters, her mom, mm-hmm. uh, her aunties. It's all kind of just being confirmed back to her that like whatever she thinks is right, she should go with. Just recycle it back to him instead of being like, "Well, what were you doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And whereas, like when we gotta be around our dad, our uncles, our grandfather. It's about the, what the fuck did you do? Where are you held accountable? Yeah, yeah. The heat is on. And if you want to associate that with hate, you're at a serious disadvantage. And and any woman who can hold herself accountable for her decision-making is at a real advantage at this stage in the game of where we're at in society right now. If you can honestly check yourself and say, this poor relationship, was it really all his fault? Or did I choose the right man to begin with? Instead of saying, I missed the red flags. Can you be honest about the fact that this motherfucker might as well have been waving a giant red flag in your face, but he was exciting and sexy and peaked the part of your brain that has an affection for chaos. So you went with it, even though a year and a half later, your whole life is fucked up because of this dude. Now it's still his fault for fucking up your life, but you never needed to find that dude to begin with. Just like the girl that fucked up my life yeah, it's her fault that she's an asshole, but it's not her fault that she wound up with me because I made that decision to pull her into my life. And there you go. Straight up. Accountability one-on-one. A woman's kryptonite can be a lot of things. Accountability is probably top three, if not number one. That's her kryptonite. Responsibility, accountability. You know what I mean? 
um, expectations in self, not expectations within others. Because, see, a woman will be quick to tell you what she expects from you. But a lot of these women never take the time to really sit back and say, I wonder what he expects from me. See, that's 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 what scares them. They can control the narrative today because they've pressured enough weak-minded men to go along with the bullshit. You know what I mean? As I've always talked about where women, they can come as they are and say that they're 10. 30 to 60 pounds overweight. Um, no traditional traits whatsoever. Does not cook, cannot cook. Finds the fact that a guy asking a woman if she can cook to be misogynist or misogynistic. But she's a 10. And as a guy, you have to sit there with a straight face and acknowledge that. Now, you can't have the same attitude that she has. You can't look at yourself as a 10 because, number one, that's unrealistic. And number two, you live in the real world. Women live in fantasy land. It's makeup. It's it's covering blemishes. It's covering marks. It's wearing waist trainers, making themselves and presenting themselves as something that they are not. Some of these women have um, completely sexualized themselves and turned themselves into sex objects, a.k.a. OnlyFans, chicks, porn stars, etc., and they'll still look at a man as a guy who ain't shit. And they'll look at a man as like the scum of the earth. And they'll call themselves independent. But if it wasn't for those horny men, those women would never have those positions that they have. See, that's something that women cannot think about and acknowledge. It's like with Lana Rhodes. It's, it's her as an example being the woman who did porn, right? who is expired, uh, who is inspired by, uh, what's that shit? The Hugh Hefner Playboy Mansion, um, E, uh, what was that, E Channel, that, that fucking Girls Next Door, I think. She was inspired by that. She wanted to be a Playboy, right? Keep in mind, she was a criminal. She grew up doing criminal activities, but how... You are presented in America as a white woman. And I'm not saying this to be racist. I'm saying this is just to be factual. As a white woman, especially somebody attractive like Lana Rhodes, you wouldn't expect that. So she decides to do porn. Does all this heinous shit, right? Gets out, makes a name of herself, but then throws dirt on the industry that gave her the credibility that she has. No accountability. Oh, well, these guys, you know, I felt forced. You didn't feel forced. You you willingly went along with it, bitch. You signed paperwork, bitch. Like, you can't you can't walk away from that. You got to hold yourself accountable. But it doesn't matter because she's a single mother. Apparently, um, she doesn't know who the baby's father is out of a group of NBA basketball players. This is also a woman that claims that she is not sexual in any way, shape, or form. And this is a, once again, single mother, so make it make sense, part four, if you guys want to check that out. But for right now, I think I'm going to wrap this shit up. We're just close to an hour and 15 minutes, but there is a couple things that I want to say before wrapping this up. So, 
I think it was something I heard earlier, and I wanted to incorporate it. It's like uh, it was losers, loners. All right, the losers, the loners, and lovers, right? The losers, the loners, the lovers. And this would be like a description of man within like relationships or wherever he is in life. Like the loser stage is where most men are at in their teens, in some cases, even late teens, getting into their 20s, where they're not sure what they want to do in life. They may not have a tight social circle. They may have never had a social circle, may have never had uh, genuine conversations with people, people of that nature, right? That stage comes like, like I said, that's like late, late teens, maybe even early 20s. Um, for people who go to college and still have those experiences, that's even deeper. So you have the loners, which are the people, which I would put myself in that category, which would be the people who've had those social circles and those social, um, you know, social interactions with people, but came to the realization that none of that shit was really important. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that it was pointless because it is good to have social skills and have, you know, at least a couple of solid people that you can trust and communicate with. But when you have, in my case, been in large groups of people, large circles of uh, large circles of people, and you realize that everybody has their own um, intentions. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own motives, which in a way is logical because everybody essentially is an individual as long as you allow yourself to be. But then you get lost in all of the people. You know what I mean? Oh, this person's talking about the next person, all the, the drama, the negativity, the BS. So that stage is more like, I would say my age, your 30s, late 20s, 30s. When you reach that stage, you had your, your social circle and you had your communications with people, but you're kind of just like, all right, I'm going to do what I got to do to move forward. Then you have the lover stage, right? And so the lover stage is just any man who's been in a relationship, any man who's been with women, communicated with women, talked to women, who either still is in that, meaning that they're in a relationship or they're out there dating, they're sleeping with women, they're doing this, they're doing that, right? Now, the difference is, like, the loner shit can be temporary, right? The loner shit can be temporary. The loser shit is, is temporary. Whether people find themselves in that position where they don't know what they're going to do, you know, they're depressed, they're going through problems. Just realize that in a lot of cases, it's something temporary. Just understand that that loser stage, that's temporary. You're going to have to do what needs to be done, whatever the fuck it is. Even if it's just getting off the couch, even if it's just going for a walk, you know what I mean? The loner stage, like I said, that's selective in, in terms of like where where I'm at in my life, from my perspective, it's the best way to go. You know what I mean? I'm more productive. When, when I have less 
BS, less problematic people, people who just sit around gossip, people who just sit around, talk about the next person, et cetera, et cetera. But then, you know, later on, be right next to those niggas. Like, that's when niggas like me, I pick up on that shit. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't want nothing to do with it. So I stayed to myself um, because, like I stated before, a lot of times in my environment, it's a small environment. So I'm not I'm not really. It's kind of like been there, done that in terms of not just people, but just the environment. This is an area that I'm used to. I'm spending most of my time trying to get the fuck out, find some different different places to go to. But, you know, I'm kind of just in the mode of just grinding, working, doing what the fuck I got to do. But that lover stage for a man, whether it's it's based off of a man just having the attraction that that attraction for a woman. If you admire a woman's beauty or like I said, you've been in relationships, long term relationships, one night stands, you know, flings, whatever the fuck you want to call it, casual hookups, your lover stage is always there. It's always going to be there. Just like technically your loser stage is always going to be there because you're always going to have misfortunes. You're always going to take a loss. But the whole purpose of it, just like what was said in the last video, is to actually learn something from it going forward so you don't fuck up. See what I mean? The loner stage, man, like it, it especially if you're in this if you're in this talking space. The, the man space, the male space, the manosphere, MGTOW, red pill, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to come to that realization that, you know, everybody that's around you isn't with you. Everybody who's around you isn't with you. And then you got to take that chance to evaluate yourself and evaluate your surroundings and be able to make strategic decisions. So you don't catch, see like with me, I don't, I don't, I don't participate in a lot of bullshit in general, you know, outside of the podcast, I kind of just stay to myself work during the weekends. Like, like during the weekend, I didn't do shit during the weekend. I didn't do a goddamn thing during the weekend, podcast-wise. I didn't even make any music during the weekend. Sat back, watched Better Call Saul again, and really just chilled out. Like, I enjoyed it. I would say that I I wanted to do something, but I just didn't have any topics. I didn't have anything in mind. Didn't feel like going through, um, you know, more responses and shit. So I kind of just, you know chill that's what i'm gonna do throughout the weeks from now on um a lot of a lot of my shit monday through friday the occasional you know saturday or sunday episode will be in the works but it won't be 100 percent. but yeah this is what it is man shout out to red pill lions red pill lions and um my official final thought would be from the first video, um, 
there is there is um, a problem that we're sort of having where what would be considered the red pill would be considered what would be considered uh, the manosphere is not DJ academics is not a part of the manosphere. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be on the show, but to each his own, I think the way that he acted wasn't really a great look. Um, he showed his true colors, I guess, but that's the alcohol talking. But you always know what they say about alcohol and the spirits. Um, Sneeko, wrong place, wrong time. It, it, it's a better option to sit back and be a little bit strategic in your next step. I think you should just stick with Tate and try to get as much um, jewels and as much gems as he has to offer for you. I think he's the better fit, in my personal opinion. I think he's the better fit than a uh, you know fresh and fit in that whole audience, which I'm not saying nothing bad about them. I'm just saying, and I've always stated this, they have the same formula, but their formula is emulated. So it's obviously working. But if you, if you're really trying to learn about things, you know, outside of just picking up women and learning a little nature, uh, nature of women, there's other content creators. You never want to put yourself in an echo chamber. Second video I've already explained women, women, very rarely hold themselves accountable, especially from past uh, past relationships. That's why they always bring drama. They always play victim when it benefits them. So with all that being said, there's nothing else that I have to say, except it's the end of another day. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another edition, a Manosphere Monday edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.